Hi, welcome to the Tita Project, a podcast with Din and Tita Gay, where we talk about the curiosities and concerns of the titas of today. This is where we figure things out one chica at a time. Let's more than just survive, let's thrive. Don't forget to share us with your friends. Hello everyone, I'm Tin. I'm Tita Gay. Today, let's escape naman. Pagod na din kami just talking about staying at home and the tense situation out there. What better way to escape than to talk about travel and beautiful bags. They may not be essentials right now, but they are something to look forward to when things are safer, diba? For some brave souls, in fact, travel is still a reality. That is why when we saw our friend Dennis Robles flying out and posting pictures from his trip to the U.S., nako, we just had to have him on board so we can bug him with questions about traveling. And because he is also an expert on bags, we can't help but ask him about what people are buying these days. So, shall we go, MFO? Game, let's start! We have with us today Dennis Robles, best known as Authenticite in social media. He is a purveyor of luxury bags and watches. Hermes, Patek Philippe, if you want anything, Dennis will find it for you. More than an entrepreneur, he is also an authenticator of bags. His experience in buying and selling luxury goods for close to two decades have honed his eyes and nose for spotting the real deal. His account is also a way to document his travels, and we are actually interviewing Dennis from New York right now. Hi, everyone. Thank you for guesting me. Thank you for making time. Ano oras na ba dyan? No problem. Anything for you. It's already 9.30 p.m. So it's exactly 12 hours. Manila is 12 hours ahead of New York. Okay, New York is beautiful these days, ha? Based on your photos, the weather looks great. And it seems like things are back to normal there, at least compared to here. How's it been like for you? Oh, yeah. Um, Actually, I would say at least 85 to 90% back to the way it was. Nakakaingit. Oh, because everyone's vaccinated now, so everyone goes on with their lives with their usual thing. Are they so, still wearing masks? Oh yeah. Um, actually, if you're having indoor dining or you're going to a hotel lobby or even inside trains, you're still required to wear your mask. But if you're outdoors, nobody would care if you don't wear it. But of course, I still um practice it, especially mm-hmm. if I go to crowded areas, like if I. If I walk around parks or where there's a lot of people, I still wear it. But I take it off once in a while since it's not anymore uh, required here. Mm-hmm. If you're outdoors, you're, you can, it's actually your choice if you want to take it off or not. Was this trip planned mm-hmm. or something that you thought of on it? Oh, not really planned. I, I've been wanting to go. I actually, I, I actually renewed my, um, what do you call this? Because my, my visa expired was about to expire last February of 2021. So I figured might as well just renew it ahead of time. So I did. And I think I renewed it around first week of January. So I got my visa. At least, you know, I was already... If borders open, then I was ready to fly, right? So that's what I did. And then suddenly I just realized, okay, uh, my friends have been... I, I have like maybe three friends who left Manila for LA and New York. So I had to ask them like, okay, was it easy? Stuff like that. So I booked a ticket 
there, there. That's how I Ayan. ended up here. Ito na yung question, travel in the time of Corona. What's it like flying out during this time? And what's the situation like out there? Okay, you. Uh, let's start with the airport, okay? Mm-hmm. Manila, Naiya. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in Manila, naman, actually, it was super chill. Like, I didn't, there's no, it was actually super fast. Like, I prepared ahead of time. I think I went, I left home maybe three and a half hours or close to four hours before the actual flight mm-hmm. because I might have so many documents, stuff like that. So, but of course, I, I already, I already researched, I mean, watching YouTube videos of travelers who went, who traveled from Manila to the US. So, I watched several videos to make sure that I don't forget anything, mm-hmm. that I have all the requirements. So basically, it was actually very easy. Like before, they would require uh, mga Manila city, city, like municipal, mm-hmm. I don't know what you call uh, it. Mga mga any, that permit that you, that you get from the, from the, from the municipio. Mm-hmm. But now, they don't ask for it anymore. It's just the ticket plus I think a negative swab test 72 hours before your flight mm-hmm. or sooner something like that okay. they just have to check they have to check with their airline so I came to the airport it was very chill I was already at the boarding gate probably one hour from the check-in oh, that's very it nice. was super easy yeah super easy because there's no lines this was in IA one plus I took business so it's of course faster than the rest but even in the immigration it's just you you and maybe a few more people and this is a morning flight I guess not a lot of people um, are brave enough to travel. That's why. It's actually good for, for me. It's actually good to travel nowadays. <laughs> like as long as you're, you're just prepared that, you know, um, you're, or you're not scared that you might get COVID in, inside the airplane or something like that. But for me, it's actually a good time to travel. Plus, uh, New York is not as crowded. Like if you've seen my, my IG stories and I went to Soho, I've never seen Soho like that, like that empty. It was really empty. Most of the cafes, outdoor dining, outdoor cafes are almost full, but it's still easy to get a table. Like you just have to wait or book it in advance. So you don't have to. So you make sure that you have a table, but it's good to take photos because there's a lot, not a lot of photo bombers. (laughs) Plus, that's that's your, sometimes that's the, that's a hard thing with taking photos when you're in New York. Parang there's a lot of photo bombers. So during this time of the, ano, wala, para it was really easy. Uh-oh, the stage is yours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I so mean, I guess... you can even pose in front of the, in cross streets or right in the <laughs> middle of the road. And, you know, you can have a few seconds to, for yourself. <laughs> That's so wonderful. Pose so... in different angles that you want. <laughs> yeah, it's actually very good. So, wala so yun, tourists. So, yeah, not a lot of tourists. I see a lot of, mostly I think they're locals. And if I see Asians, they look like students. Mm-hmm. I would assume there's, they're mostly students. Because usually before, when you go to New York, there's like buses, right? Like mm-hmm. buses and buses of tourists. You mostly Asian tourists from China, from Hong Kong, from from the Philippines. You know, they go to these um uh, monuments or tourist spots. But this time, I didn't see a lot of those buses. Did you ever have second thought while, parang you're like in transit now, and you're like, oh shocks, <laughs> should I have done this? Or do you did you feel safe the whole time? To be honest, I'm not really that scared of COVID because maybe I'm 
I feel like I'm healthy and I don't, I don't have comorbidities. So that's one. It's another thing. If, if you're a senior, right? that's another story. Or if you have kids with you, that's another story. But since I'm healthy and I'm alone, so I didn't have any doubts about my trip. The only, I, I only got nervous was when I was about to land in LAX. Kasi in, um, although my friends, of course, I had to ask my friends, so how was it? I mean, was the immigration strict in Manila? And when you land, they were like, oh, no, no, it's super easy. Like, no questions asked. Like, same as before. And they were right, actually. So I was about to land. I was already practicing and rehearsing what to tell. Like, of course, I, I was planning to be truthful. But, of course, it's still... Um, a little hesitation, like, okay, what if they send me back or something? I actually did not post my video, that I mean, uh, IG stories that I was already here until I was already at the rental, at the car rental. Because, you know, there's still... I'm a jinx. <laughs> I, I still have doubts. Like, what if they send me back? Diba? What if they tell me, oh, you're not... Kasi parang before, a few days before, I read some articles that there were they were... um. Uh, discouraging Americans from traveling to the Philippines because of the high cases and the variants. Plus, I'm not vaccinated, right? I, I'm not fully vaccinated. I mean, I, I wasn't vaccinated at that time. So I was like, okay, should I? I mean, will they let me in? So that was, those were my concerns. But when I was there at the immigration, uh, the immigration in the U.S. was very fast also, like, Maybe that whole line that used to be filled with tourists that looks like a, you know, like a, you know, it was zigzagging like a snake before, right? Yeah. So now it was really short. It's just maybe one or two planes and it's not even full wow. in the whole immigration that was lining up. Like before, right? Dozens of planes right? coming in every hour. Definitely not like that. The question was, the normal, I mean, the usual questions that they asked me were, how long are you here for? What do you do? They also asked for my plane return uh, ticket. So my round trip ticket, they had to see it. Plus, that, that was it. Actually, I, I was prepared to show my, even my, um, I got a travel. I already had insurance, but I got another, a separate travel insurance only for the States, just for this whole um trip to the states and they did not even ask for it i was prepared to answer about the vaccine like um if they asked me if i was gonna get vaccinated i would really tell them like because my even before i arrived my friend already tried booking for me i mean filipinos might try they might think it's not easy right like mm -hmm. it's easy but if you're here if you're in the philippines you cannot book your vaccine appointments mm -hmm. uh the system detects that you're not in the u.s so it will not let you uh, book it online. So you have to be here to be able to book your appointment. So my friend tried booking me for appointments and she got me like three. Can you imagine? Wow. There's Moderna, there's um, Pfizer in different locations. Mm -mm. So she got me three. But eventually, I canceled it because I wanted, I told her, okay, um, since it's very easy to get one. So I tried booking for a J&J, which I wanted. Mm -hmm. So there, I canceled the other appointments and went for the J the Johnson & Johnson one, which was uh, the it was just one shot. That's why I wanted it. Oh, choose your own brand. Oh, 
Dito yeah. kahit ano, pilahan lang. <laughs> Parang dito, kahit ano na lang, kahit sign na ba. <laughs> oh yeah, kasi actually, for me naman, if, if, if only it, it was easy to get Sinovac, I would have naman. But the thing mm. is, I mean, it's not yet our turn. So, it's yeah. gonna take forever. Plus, I was already itching to travel. So, I didn't want, mm. didn't want to wait for that. Because I remember before, people, people were like, I want Moderna or Pfizer. Tapos, nung dumating yung Sinovac, and that was what's available. They were like, yeah, sige, sige, kunin na na. Whatever's available, let's just get it. Yeah, I think that's a smart, smartest way to mm-hmm. handle it. Like, because if you're gonna if you're gonna wait for Moderna, you're not even sure as to when it's gonna come. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like previously, it was supposed to land around March the, from the private uh, companies. Um, it was supposed to land in March, but it got delayed and postponed to maybe June, May or June. June July. Oh, so we're not even sure if that's gonna push through. So. For now, if, if Sinovac is available, I think you should just take it. What tips can you give those who have to travel because they have to, like medical or family emergencies, but they're worried about their health and safety? Uh, for me, it's worth the risk. Number one, um, of course, this, these are the things that I consider though. Um, people get sick. We've heard of stories like half of the plane got sick, right? Because of one person coughing or something like that. But for me, it's worth it. Number one, if you get sick here in the US, you'll have a hospital bed for you. Diba? Mm. Para it's expensive, but just get insurance before yeah. you travel. So I think that's one. Tapos, parang for me, kasi it's more, I feel safer here, especially mm. at this time. Diba? Kasi parang the hospital beds are available. Of course, the inev- you don't want that to happen. But if the inev- inevitable happens and you get sick, there's hospital beds for you. In Manila, kasi you can be like fully COVID-proof. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because no matter how much you stay at home, we've heard of stories, diba? Parang, I mean, the, the, the employers at home, they don't even go out. They don't even, they're just inside the four corners of their house. But Mm-mm. someone gets sick, somebody gets COVID because their helpers yes. go out, go to the grocery, diba? their drivers take days off. So... Mm-mm. There's always risk. So for me, I'd rather risk getting it in the plane Mm-mm. and getting hospitalized here. You know what I mean? Yes. But of course, you don't want that to happen. But if that happens, then I feel safer here. Did you have to wear a face shield the entire time in the airplane? Uh, the, the reason why I chose uh, Japan Airlines is that they don't require face shields. Mm. I don't think I can sleep with a face shield on. I go for comfort. So I went with Japan Airlines. But if you take Philippine Airlines, they they travel straight to LA or San Francisco, but you would have to wear face shields the entire mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Yon. So that's it's up to you. I mean, you can weigh where where you feel safer. But for me, I I'll go for comfort. Mm-hmm. And of course, you, you can't be. I mean, it can't be that bad, right? Because um, the good thing about uh, Japan Airlines is that the layout of their seats. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a cubicle. Uh, You're like yeah. in a cubicle. Tapos there's like a, you won't even see your oh. yeah your neighbor or your seatmates because there's like a wall that goes up if mm-hmm. you want it to, oh, nice. if you wanna nice. cover it. So so oh. there's no way that you know there's yeah. less risk for me rather than going for pal. Because pal parang even if you take business or ano parang it, it's not the layout is not like that. So yeah. I I still go for 
for Japan Airlines. Even okay. with the with the stopover. Serve yung food sa Anna. Ah, <laughs> uh, ja- yeah. Well, but it always uh, goes uh, first. So yung mga Japanese menu nila, it always gets, ano, ano ba tawag mo daw, ubo siya. <laughs> yeah, paano pala yung food? How do you eat on the plane? Ah, uh, there's no difference. I don't so, see any lang. difference from before. Oo, same. Um, it's not wrapped in plastic. It's covered, but nicely covered. Mm-mm. Same, same as before. Complete with cutlery and everything. My friend who traveled naman from Europe to China, sabi niya, business class sila, but they were like given a bottle of water and snacks. And it was a long flight, ha? Kasi parang they were discouraged from eating daw. But that was like a month, a month or two months ago. That's a good thing talaga with um Japan Airlines. Para sili comfort if you go if you're going for that. Kasi parang I I got to eat the whole I mean there's a whole course Mm-mm. even up to the dessert and snacks and drinks mm-hmm. and they give you a big bottle of water. And you can always ask for another one if you want to. Mm-mm. So let's talk ano na. Ito na, ito na yung ano. <laughs> ito yung the reason. Let's talk mm-hmm. bags naman. They are not okay. an essential now. But they do give a lot of people joy pa din. Diba? Talagang true yeah. yan. So, how did you get yeah. into it? What was your first luxury bag? Ganyan! May once upon a time. Tell us your <laughs> origin story. We want to know. Okay, so before before I went into bags, um, during college, I was already... Because it was the time that um, STMS was becoming a big hit. So, my classmates, everyone was... Was everyone was just so much into Nokia phones? If you remember that fifty one ten, so everyone's obsessed with phone covers, stuff like that. And Nokia would release new models every three months or something like that. But but right. I mean they do it. I mean they release new phones very so very often. So everyone got obsessed with it, and I found the market. So I would buy and sell my friends' old phones. And make them upgrade to new ones or newer models. So they have to, uh, they, they just add a certain amount. Okay, if you wanna trade in your old phone and upgrade to this new model, then you add this much money. So that's what I did. That's how I did it before. I did it when I was, I think, third year, fourth year college. I was about to finish. And then I moved on because I found, I don't know how, but since my titas were, and I have uh, certain titas who were into it. So they told me, okay, since you're doing selfo, why don't you sell our old bags? And then I studied how to, I would go to Prada, I would go to, but of course, I already, I was already into designer bags before, but I was, I couldn't afford Prada in college and I think uh, later part of, uh, I mean, earlier part of college, I was just wearing Ralph Lauren, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, so this was the early 90s, right? It sounds like it. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, those Ralph Lauren, the plaid ones. So I would yes. have those. So the plaid, the brown, the green, the houndstooth in white and black. There's even a red one, right? Yeah, so like I would have those RLs, You have to have that if you want to be in. So yeah. it was a time when when those are still available in Green Hills. But Green Hills wasn't known for selling fakes then. I mean, if you know Margot's and Tokyohana, right, those were the stores right. I remember. They don't sell fakes. So it's just authentic Ralph Lauren. I mean, I'm not sure about other brands that they sell, but I know for sure that Ralph Lauren 
clothes, uh, jeans, you know, I was into those. Um, they already had bags. So at the time, it was just my bag at the time. So I moved on to Prada because nga, I found this market of uh, trading uh, those brands. I don't know if you classify them as uh, trendy brands, but it was Prada, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Ferragamo, even Tugs. I moved on from from Raf to those brands, but not they're all European, like made in Italy, made in France, but they're not as premium as Hermes. I was um the way to check it was I would go to Louis Vuitton store, then it was in 6750, and then Prada was in Rustan's Makati. So I would go there and check how you know how to it's like uh trying to learn how to authenticate. Research. And once in a while, yeah, that's how I do my research. Sometimes when they go on sale, because Prada would go on sale before. So I would even buy just so I know. I mean, of course, I love the brand. But also for me to learn so I know how to, to distinguish the real ones from the fake. So that's how I started. So I would, and then I would post. Then to say there was no online uh, selling yet. It was just you remember. I don't know if you remember buying sell magazine. So it was it was only that you call the you call the a certain a hotline, and then you tell them what you want to post, like wh- whatever, like a car or a house or anything. So I would post it there, and then from from there, I my market grew. Like I I I met people who are into bags, and they would refer me to their friends. So that's how I started, and then. I moved on from those brands to Hermes. Amazing. And then I never went back. Yeah. And ne- Hermes. I never went back. <laughs> yeah, I never went back after that. Once you go Hermes, you never go back. <laughs> yeah, once you, yeah, exactly. So propelled so, by the people. So you see the Pala? difference. You see the difference in terms of workmanship and exclusivity. So I don't realize this is really something else. Like you know how hard it is. For people to acquire them, that gives me that challenge. So I said, okay, maybe you know, I I I was already meeting people who were already looking for it at the time. So I said, might as well go for a mess, and this should be my niche. So and the rest is history. After that, yeah, yeah, the rest is history. So after I I sold the bag, then I thought, okay, maybe this is a good business. Plus it. Gives me that excitement of acquiring Hermes bags, whether new or used. Actually, at the time, it was so hard to acquire new Hermes bags. I only source it from the second, usually from the second-hand market. Did sales of luxury goods ever falter during the pandemic? Um, because this is ultra high end. Um, actually, it did not. It even went up. The prices even went up. Same for. Super high-end brands like Patek Philippe, Richard Mille, uh, even Chanel. If you notice the prices of Chanel nowadays are crazy. Am I allowed to mention prices? Yes, of course. Okay, so I remember the time when Chanel was only being sold. You know, if you've been to Japan, there's a lot of second-hand stores. Japan, they're authentic, by the way. Mm-hmm. They don't sell fakes. I mean, uh, I don't know of every piece that that's displayed there in 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 second hand stores but the, the the ones i've seen are mostly authentic i mean they're all authentic for me um those chanel bags it used to be in the 50,000 to 60,000 range at the time you can get a jumbo or or a medium to point the classic ones for 50 to 70,000 at the most at the time 
And now I checked here, they were already selling it for around 8,000 something dollars with the taxes. It has gone like eight times as compared to 15 years ago. So same with Hermes. Uh, it's very premium. I mean, it's not easy to get one. For clients to be able to get one, they need to spend on jewelry. They need to spend on clothes. It's not easy. And you need to have a relationship with a sales associate. It doesn't mean that you have the money. You can easily get one. It doesn't work that way. Wow. And they're very picky with the people they sell it to. They check your history. I mean, they want quality people to represent their brand. And they want clients to enjoy the whole Hermes lifestyle, not only the bags. Wow. That's so really one way of, you know, from, from, a, from a brand, from a selling point of view, that's so interesting. You don't choose us. We choose you. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember there was a time when, I don't know if it was recession, but not all brands are making money. Like some brands even folded. Fold, yeah, they, they folded or they will they were bought by other by bigger brands. So when those things were happening, Hermes was making double of their income from last year. And it just keeps on going up. So and everyone realized that the, the way to go is actually to be super exclusive. Like not everyone who can afford it would have it. So that's how other brands like Rolex, Patek Philippe, Audemars Piguet, and Chanel, it's quite easy to get it, but it's just that expensive. But, but for the other brands like Rolex, um, it's so hard to get the ports models. The way, the, the way they do their um, selling is, a, is how Hermes does it. You need to spend on non-popular items to be able to get the, the very hot ones. The thing you the, actually the, the watches, the models that everyone craves for. So in terms there. of like sales and why they are doing so well, why do you think this is the case? Is it really the love of collecting for these ultra high brands? Do the buyers view bags or watches as a status symbol or a form of a job investment? <laughs> yeah, for investment, me, rather. to be honest, for me, I see it as for me, it's an investment. It can't be, you cannot compare it with properties, of course. It's another, I mean, that's another um, field. But, but bags, watches, they make you feel happy. At the same time, you get to wear it and it doesn't depreciate. I mean, if it does, it will only depreciate, uh, you know, very little. Not like other brands that really, you want to liquidate it or you get tired of it, you would have to to slash 50 to 70%, even 90% of the price you paid for. Because they're so trendy. Like, if you want this bag now, okay, you're super, you know, uh, it you have the it bag the season, of the yeah. moment. Right? You have the it bag of the moment. But two, two years from, from that time, I don't think you can still enjoy it as much. Or, you know, you, you would want to get tired of it. And you want to just sell it and upgrade to a newer model. So that's what happens. Unlike for Hermes and Chanel, you keep it for the rest of your life. Because it doesn't change. I mean, they don't change the, the way it looks. Yeah, very the classic. Look, very classic. The look of the Birkin and the Kelly, it still looks the same from, from way back up to today. So the only difference is that the color, they update the color. Uh, they, they would have um, different varieties, like special editions. But the look of the Birkin and the Kelly is still there. Same for Rolex. Parang, they would have limited edition, new colors of the dial, but it's still the same Rolex. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And if you get lucky with um, certain models, the super limited ones in exotic skin, if you're lucky with it, you can even sell it even after a few years and make money. I don't think you can get that with any with any of your uh, fashion pieces at home, right? That's true. Yeah. Like anything that you use, of course, depreciates. Mm-mm. But Hermes, for Hermes, it doesn't. Same for Rolex and Patek Philippe. As yeah. long as you you get the right model, the one that's super in demand, mm-hmm. your money can even triple or you can even demand how much price you want for it if it's super rare. Yeah, because it's super desirable. Oh, speaking of exotics, yeah, super desirable. what's your best-selling bag? Are people leaning more into exotics or are they more into the basics? Um, market has changed. Because before, uh, my clients would go for super colorful ones in size 35, the big Birkins. Mm-hmm. And then now, the new breed of collectors, they go for small and and brand new. Most mm-hmm. of them are into brand new. Like they're super conscious. It has to be brand new and it has to be from this from the current year. They they would prefer to, they're willing to pay more for a bag that's made in 2021 as compared to a bag that's you know um significantly lower from 2020, even if they're exactly the same, like same colors, same everything. What most people buy are the neutrals. Mm-hmm. They're back to basics. Uh, so it's mostly the grays, the browns, and black. Or those darker shades, unlike before, where wow. they prefer the pop-colored ones. The new breed of collectors. It's like, ano na? Yeah. The it's mostly the new ones. I mean, they're mostly young collectors who can afford it in their 30s or 40s. We should totally talk about this more, right? But... I, I wish we had more time, but I know it's late where mm-hmm. you are. Dennis, super thank you for yes. making us cheat today. Thank you. Do share with okay. the titas where they can find you on social media. Yeah, sure, sure. So follow me on Instagram at Authenticit. And if, you ju- if you're just into bags, watches, and stuff like that, go to at Authenticit Manila. Authenticate pala yun? Authenticate ako ng authenticate. Yeah, no, it's it's okay. I mean, you can pronounce it in, in any oh, way. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. So I don't need to edit that out. Uh, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. Perfect. Authentic- it's an Italian term. It's, oh. it's an Italian term, I think. Pero I changed the spelling so it will be unique. But it's right. actually uh, an Italian term for authenticity, I think. Oh, so there we go. We learned something. I love it. Trivia. I hope it's uh, entertaining for everyone. Super. Definitely. So, on behalf of the Tita Project podcast and all the bag loving titas out there, (laughs) thank you for gracing our episode today and allowing us to escape reality. Thank you so much. And please be safe, everyone. Thank you, Dennis. Stay safe. Enjoy your trip. MFO, ano na? Yes. Where would you fly once it's safer? <laughs> Shocks. You know, I mean, I just want to go to Japan. I just want to get drunk on the streets of Shibuya while eating Wagyu barbecue. <laughs> I taught my firstborn how to drink alcohol, so that should be a lot of fun. Legal age na siya, ha? Hindi na siya five years old. Ako, I want to go to Seoul. Or yeah, maybe Tokyo. I, anywhere. I just want to eat. <laughs> I actually haven't eaten sushi in over a year. Sobra akong I don't want to eat anything raw. 
And I also want to go somewhere cold. Para naman I can lay your clothes again. Kawawa na sila. They're languishing also in my closet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You have to pay those clothes a visit already. <laughs> so, titas, thank you for hanging out with us. Let's do this again next time. Don't forget to follow the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This has been the Tita Project with Din and Tita Gay. Let's chica soon. <laughs>